Welcome to Apostle Tonemensa's podcast, where we delve deep into the teachings of the Word and explore the ways of the Spirit. If you are a believer hungry for more of God and seeking to grow in your faith, then you are at the right place. Apostle Tonemensa carries the mantle for prayer, intercession and revival that set him apart as the resident minister at the Pentecost International Worship Center, Atomic. He has dedicated his life to helping people connect with God and fulfilling their purpose in life. In this podcast, Apostle Tony Mensah will teach us how to pray with power and walk in the spirit. He will also equip us to be effective witnesses for Christ in our daily lives. So, whether you are a seasoned believer or just starting out on your spiritual journey, get ready to be challenged, inspired, and transformed by these powerful teachings. This podcast is your opportunity to discover how you too can be repositioned to make an impact for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I want to share... A short sermon with you as we prepare ourselves to die with the law and we continue with the prayer time. Let's put our hands together for royal vessels. God bless you, royal vessels. And overseer, God bless you. Romans chapter 4, verse 16 to 17. Romans chapter 4, verse 16 to 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. Romans chapter 4, verse 16 to 17 from the NIV. Therefore, the promise comes by faith. Look at your friend and say, the promise. Look at your friend and say, the promise. Touch someone and say, the promise comes by faith. Tell him again. Look at somebody and tell him again. Say it for the last time. Hallelujah. Therefore the promise comes by faith. So that it might be by grace. And may be guaranteed to all Abraham's descendants. Not only to those who are of the law. But also to those who have the faith. Of Abraham. He is the father of us all. Verse 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed. Even God, who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that do not exist. Hallelujah. The King James said that therefore it is of faith that it must be by grace to the end. The promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to those, not to that only which is of the law. But to that also which is of the faith of Abraham. Who is the father of us all. As it is written. I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed. Even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which do not, which be not as though they were. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. Second Corinthians 1. If you are not tired, you can rise to your feet and we read, all of us read it together. Second Corinthians Chapter 1, verse 20. If you, are, if you are tired, you can sit and read. 
One, two. Let's read together. One, two. Read it like somebody who believes this particular word of God. Read it like somebody. Read it. God has made. They are yes in Christ. Look at your friend and say yes. yes. Amen. Amen. Come on, I want to look at your friend and say yes. yes. Amen. Amen. Say the promises. They are yes. Amen. Amen. Glory of God. Come on, hold the hand and say they are yes. So I will say amen. Amen. To give glory to God. Shout a big amen. Amen. I want to begin a series, a short series. And I titled it The Promise and the Word. The Word, the Promise. The Word, the Promise. Hallelujah. Now, scripture makes it very clear that the the child of God, every true child of God, every born again child of God, will have to sometimes encounter some challenges as he walks throughout the life that God has given him. So that in the life that we are living, and especially when you give your life to Jesus, there are always some ups and there are some downs. But If you take a critical look at scriptures, you would realize that the story of redemption, right from the book of Genesis to Revelation, you would find that the story of redemption will suggest to us that there has to be a cross in order for there there to be a resurrection. So that there has to be a cross before there is a resurrection. So in everyone's life, no matter who you are, as a child of God, you will always experience the cross stage of your life. But you have to be careful because the, the fact that I am going through the cross stage of my life does not mean that my life is going to end. Because there has to be a resurrection after I go through the cross experience. So there are some believers right now who are in their cross stage. They have, we have gotten to a place and you have been hung on the tree of Calvary. And you have been hung on the tree of perplexity. You have been hung on the tree of destruction and on the tree of shame and of the tree of sickness. But you have to go through it because the moment you go through it, the third day shall come and you are going to resurrect. Because anytime I resurrect, then my life is going to be better than it used to to be because before Jesus was erected and uh, when he walked on the sea of Capernaum and the sea of Galilee and when he walked in Jerusalem he was always at a particular place in a particular point in time he could not be in Jerusalem and at the same time be in Capernaum because he was man but the moment he went through his cross and the moment he resurrected on the third day he sat at one place and he was everywhere at the same point in time so if I am in my cross stage then somebody needs to be careful because my third day is beckoning me so I have to go through the cross stage as early as possible I have to go through it if I'm going through I don't have to talk against God I don't have to I don't have to look down upon him who is going through his cross stage because resurrection is on the way now look at your friend and say my resurrection is on the way is my resurrection is on the way 
And so I have to go through it quickly. I have to go through my cross quickly. I have to go through my trials quickly. I have to go through my temptations quickly. Because anytime I come to the table of the Lord, He is giving me another resurrection. And so last month's resurrection is going to be different from this month's resurrection. And so in this meeting, somebody's life is coming back again. Can I get somebody to give the Lord a shout and shout a big amen? and said I am in my cross stage so don't look down upon me because I am coming to resurrect after this meeting come on shout a big amen oh my god there has to be a cross before there is a resurrection there has to be a cross there has to be some trials and there has to be some temptation there has to be some backbiting there has to be some insult there have to be some people putting you under their foot but if they put me under their foot today tomorrow my life is going to control and so there has to be a promise so uh, so paul opens up by saying that it it is a promise uh, paul said that therefore the promise comes by faith so paul is introducing us to the wheel and the channels upon which the promise is always received when god gives a promise you can all receive the promise by faith so paul is saying and so that it is of faith that the promise might be by grace so i combine my faith with the grace of god that he has already given and so paul said paul said he said that there must be a promise because if there is no promise then the just will live by sight and not by faith because of promise that is why you live by faith and not by sight and uh, because of promise that is why you walk by faith and not by sight it is because of promise that when you sleep and have a dream that people are shooting you sometimes you will sleep and you dream that you have been buried but the next day you rise up it is all because of the promise so it is because of promise that this morning i am here it's because of promise that i walk to church it's because of promise that when I sleep, I wake up the next day. When I wake up the next day, it is not because I am too special, but it is because that when I am sleeping, I know that by faith, I shall rise up the next day. The devil is a liar. No matter the kinds of dream the enemy brings in my life, when I come to the table of God, he gives me new impetus. He gives me new energy, new strength. And when I sleep, I will rise up. When I have accident, I will come back alive. When the enemy wants to destroy my life it becomes my cross stage but the next day is a, a day for my resurrection come on shout a big amen it has to be by the promise because it is written that the just will always live by faith so no matter what the enemy does i have a promise and i always focus on the promise hallelujah paul said the promise then promise then makes faith possible your faith is because of a promise if you did not promise me, I wouldn't have had faith. Hallelujah. And, and so if I don't have a promise, I don't believe. And if I don't believe God, I don't have faith. Our walk is a walk of belief. Our walk with God is a walk of faith. When I was in the world, they preached the gospel. And I confessed my sins. And I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And the Holy Ghost was an was on. on on an expedition to find me and when the Holy Ghost found me he brought me to the cross and the blood wiped all my sins and Jesus now removed all my garment and placed a fresh garment on my life so it is because of the promise that I have faith and if I don't if it's not a promise then I don't believe and if I did not believe then I don't have 
faith. And it's promise and faith then, promise and faith combined, then makes patient possible. If I have a promise, and if I have faith, then I have, I have to have patience. So if my promise has not come now, if I am not walking into my inheritance, if my promise is being delayed, if the fulfillment of the promise of God in my life is being delayed, I've got to have patience because promise works my faith. And my faith will have to now give me what? Patience. Because I believe the one who has promised. The Bible said that faithful is he who has promised. And he will do it. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Now, touch your neighbor and say, promise makes faith possible. And faith makes patience possible. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And it is therefore to the trial of my faith. Sometimes my faith will go through some trials and some challenges. Sometimes my faith will encounter some challenges as I walk closer to God. The more closer I get to God, the more the challenges increase. The more closer I try to live a holy life, the more some doors are closed. The more closer I try to pay my tithe and become dedicated to the things of God, the more my life becomes messed up. The more I try to consecrate myself, the more the enemy tries to trial my faith. In other words, it is the, the trial of my faith that the revelation of God in his promises will have to step to my situation. So anytime my faith is being trialed, when what I believe is being challenged by God, it is here then that the revelation of God that I know, the revelation of God that I have received, the revelation of God that I have experienced, will now have to meet the promises of God that I have. What is the revelation? And what is the promise saying? I've got a revelation of God, and my revelation will have to meet the promises of God in order to step into my situation. So no matter the kind of situation I walk through, no matter the kind of trust of my faith, no matter the kind of challenges I am experiencing, so long as I have a promise, the revelation of God in the promises of God will step into the situation because if there are no trials and temptation then I will not have a revelation of God throughout the scripture God only reveals himself in the midst of revelation in the midst of trials and temptation when people are not trialed when you are not challenged then God will not manifest himself but when the believer is challenged when what you believe is being challenged when your faith is being challenged then God will manifest himself in your situation i'm talking to someone here this morning you have been to the to the latter end of your time it appears there is no way out of your situation but as your faith is being tried i declare this morning but that may the revelation of god in the promise step in the situation but i check through the scripture ladies and gentlemen and anytime the revelation of god in promises step into my situation the enemy begins to give sway and then the manifestation of the promises of god begins to be manifested. I am walking into my inheritance. I am walking into my destiny. I am walking into the promises of God. No matter the trial the enemy throws at me, no matter the weaknesses I have, God will turn my weakness and make it my strength. No matter the poverty I'm experiencing, God will translate my poverty into riches. For the Bible says that we all know the grace of God. That even though he was rich, but yet for our sake, he became poor that you and I might become rich. He became weak so that you and I might become strength, might have strength. He became a sinner so that you and I may wear the righteousness of God. It is to the trial of my faith. 
it is to the trial of my of my life in my life it is to the trial in my business it is to the trial of my work with god that the revelation of god in promise will step in my situation this morning i call the revelation of god i call the manifestation of god in promise may he step in your situation i said may he step in your situation come on lift your voice and shout a big amen I, 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 I have some trials and if I have trials I, I don't have to be worried because anytime my faith is being challenged because I am a son of God the revelation of God in the promises that he has given will step in the situation and when God comes into the situation the devil will just pack off God will not speak a word but the moment God manifests the light of God will dispel the devil and the light of God this morning ladies and gentlemen is in this table the blood of Jesus is the light of the world Jesus is the light everything about Jesus is the light of the world lift your voice and shout a big amen oh so when I when my faith is going through trials and the promises of God, the revelation of God in His promises step in my situation, then I begin to have a prophetic word from God. Because the Bible makes it very clear that one word from God would change everything that the enemy has begun. I just need one word from God. I, I don't need so many words from God. Because the Bible said that in the beginning, God spoke and said, let there be light. Just one word from God and everything fall into divine alignment. And so if my life is being messed up, if my life, my destiny is being delayed, I need just a word from God. And my situation will change. Oh, Hallelujah. Lift your hand and say, I need a word from God. Come on, lift your hand and say, just one word, one word. Oh, hallelujah. I need a prophetic word. I need a prophetic So when I wake up in the morning, I don't just go have my breakfast. As a Pentecost, classical Pentecost, when I wake up in the morning, I just don't go and begin to do anything without first asking the Lord, that is there a word from you for me? I need a word every day. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Check the scriptures. From Monday to, to, to Saturday, God spoke into every day. Check Genesis chapter 1. He spoke into every day. Now, the, the implication then is that the child of God needs a word for Monday, needs a word for Tuesday, needs a word for Wednesday, for Thursday, for Friday, for Saturday. And then on Sunday, you come and lift your hands and bless the name of the Lord because He has given you a word for all the days that so the seventh day, the Sunday, is a time of adoration and a time of praise unto the, name, the Most High God. Hallelujah. Oh, look at them and say, you need a word for Monday. You need a word for Tuesday. Come on, talk to him for Wednesday, for, Friday, for Thursday, for Friday, for Saturday. And on Sunday, it's adoration time. Come on, give God some praise in the house. I need a word from God. The word. The promise. The believer needs a prophetic word about who he is. And I need a prophetic word about what he can do. And I also need a prophetic word about what he is and about what he has done. Oh, hallelujah. I need a word about what he is, who he is, what he is, 
what he can do and what he has done. And any time I take the scriptures and I begin to read, the scripture is full of who God is, what he is. He is the Messiah. What he can do, he can, he can do everything. And what he has done, he can raise the dead. He raised the dead. And he saved the sinner. So I need a prophetic word about who he is. He is the king of kings. He is the law of laws. Can I get some witnesses in the house? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And the key to the prophetic word, the key to the prophetic word of God, you see, our, our chairman, Apostle Eric Nyamiche, explained the meaning of a prophetic word. And he explained in one of his series on Pen TV that when he was teaching on Ezekiel 37, he said, to a prophetic word is to repeat what God has said back to him. Or is to declare what God has said to a particular situation. That is a prophetic word. So I don't need to see a vision. There is no vision greater than what has already been revealed in the word of God. Can I get somebody to say amen? Oh, some, I said, can I get some a good person to say amen? Let only the good people shout a big amen. A prophetic word. I don't need to have revelations. And I don't need to have visions. But a prophetic word is what God has said in his word. When I take it into my spirit and I release it to my situation or in a particular circumstance, that becomes a prophetic word. But one writer said that a prophetic word is the revelation of God in an existing truth. The prophetic word is the revelation of God in an existing truth. That has not come to pass, but is already there. It's the revelation of God in an existing truth. That has not come to pass, but it is already there. It has already been done. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. So if I need a prophetic word from God, then I'm talking about a revelation of God in an existing truth. And what is truth? The truth is his word. So it's the revelation of God in his existing word, not any different word that one someone will bring. But they, they, from Genesis to Revelation, everything God will do for mankind is there. And even everything God will do in heaven is there. So the prophetic word that I'm talking about now, that I need in order to call for the promises of God in my life, is the revelation of God in an existing truth that has not come to pass. But it is already there. It is already has been done. Look at your friend and say, what I am waiting for is already there. What I am expecting God to do has already been done. Some of you are just saying it to yourself. Say it to somebody. Find a neighbor. Find a neighbor because it's, it's a prayer. Say, what I am believing God to do for me has already been done. But I am waiting for it. It is done. It is done. Shout a big amen. Oh, shout another big amen. 
it's already done. It has already been done. You see, God is not going to create new things. Whatever you are waiting for has already been done. Oh, hallelujah. That life, holy life, that you have always been yearning for, it has already been done. That marriage that you have been waiting for, it has already, it has already been what? Done. That breakthrough you are waiting for, it has already been done. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. That promotion you are waiting for, it has already been done. That is the prophetic word. It's the revelation of God in an existing, in an existing truth. That has not come to pass. But it has already been done. So all that I need to do is to wait. Patience. It's already there. The marriage is there. The new life is there. The blessing is there. Because God, the Bible said that he, he called those things that do not exist as things that, what, are there. Those things that do not exist, that I am waiting for. The things are not there. But I am believing God for the Bible said that he called them as though they have been done. So that is the prophetic word. The thing has been done, but it has not come to pass. But as I wait for it in prayer, as I wait for it in holiness, as I wait for it in righteousness, as I wait for it in obedience to the word of God, as I wait for it in prayer and fasting, the Lord will bring it to pass because it has already been done. Oh, can I get somebody to shout a big amen? Oh, can I get another person to shout a big amen? Now, when I understand it this way, then I have to take an exploration into the scripture. I have to, do an I have to explore the scripture because I, as I read the scripture now, I know that if God has done everything and all that I need to do is to wait for their manifestation, if I got a prophetic word, I know that God has revealed himself in, an, in my situation, but it has not come to pass, but it is yet to come to pass. So I need to set the scripture and I need to set the scripture to now begin to asynchronize and, 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 and begin to marry the prophetic revelation, the revelation of God I have to the relationship of God, the relationship that I have with God. So my revelation has to marry the relationship I have with God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And when I do that, I begin to now explore who he is. What has he done? Who he is. What he has done. I now begin to look at the scripture. Who is this God? What has he done before? What is he doing now? If he did it for my neighbor, if he did it for the neighbors in the scripture, if he did it for that brother, if he did it, he had done it for that man. And I know that he's the creator, he's the El Elohim, he's the creator and the possessor of the heavens and the earth. Then I know that I have not missed his providential way. Then I know that the path that I am taking now, the walk I am walking, I am getting closer into my inheritance. The more I walk, the more closer I get into my inheritance. Because I know that what I am waiting for has already been done. Come on, shout a big amen. Oh, come on, shout another big amen. And so I, if you check the scripture and you realize some of his declarations tells you who he is. Some of his declarations brings to the fore what he has done and what he can do. 
if you check through the scripture, in the, in the, in, in the scripture you see that he calls himself Jehovah Rafika. And, and I, when I was sick, he promised to heal my, all my diseases. When I was weak, he promised to kill all my infirmity. So he calls himself Jehovah Rafika. Come to me and all your sicknesses shall be forgiven. Oh, hallelujah. And so I waited. When I was sick, I waited for him so that I would know who he is and what he can do in my life. And so when you are sick, I call on Jehovah Rafika. He healed all my diseases. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The name Rafika has to do with God's name for healing, for restoring, and for preservation. So he does not just heal me, but when he heals me, he restores my life. And when he restores my life, he preserves my life. So when he comes, when I call on Jehovah Rafika, he said that you have called upon me, I have come. I will heal your diseases. And whatever you love during the period of your sickness, I the Lord, I am restoring it back to you. Because that is what my name does. And when he restores it, then he now preserves your life. So that no sickness can ever threaten your faith. No sickness can deal with your life. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, lift your hand and shout Jehovah Rafika. Oh, I didn't hear you. Shout well, shout well. He also promised and, and, and gave us a name called Jehovah Tikanu. And Jehovah Tikanu is, is, I needed righteousness because of how wretched and how sinful I was. I was born, I was conceived in iniquity and in transgressions and sin. My mother gave birth to me. I was a sinner. I was conceived in sin. In all my life, it was, I, I, all my life had to do with filth. And I could not go before God. So he provided himself a name and he calls it Jehovah Tikanu, the Lord, our righteousness. And he said that if you needed righteousness, come to me. I will give it free of charge. If you needed your life to be holy, if you want your life to be consecrated, if you want your life to be cleansed from all your iniquity and all your mischievous lifestyle, come to me. I am Jehovah Tikanu. I waited for his righteousness. I waited for him to clothe my life again in order to find out who he is. And when I waited and he took off the garment of filth and shame and he put on the garment of righteousness for me, then I knew that this is Jehovah Tikanu. If there is someone here under the sound of my voice, if you needed Jehovah Tikanu, I declare that may he come to you speedily. Because he said, I call upon me and I will answer oh hallelujah oh hallelujah i needed a banner in my life i needed a banner in my business i needed a banner over my family i needed a banner over my finances i needed something that i can pitch on my life so that anytime the enemy saw it he will not come near my life and he will not come to destroy my family and so he calls himself jehovah nisi the lord my banner he has become my banner and this name was given to God by Moses in the wilderness when, when they built an altar. When after they have defeated the Amalekites, they built an altar in commemoration to the discomfiture of the Amalekites. And so Moses said, Moses and Nero said, the Lord has won our battle for us. He is our banner. And so they built an altar and called it Jehovah. Nisi, if there is anyone who is into battle now, I declare that may Jehovah Nisi be your portion. If your business is going through trials and battle, may Jehovah Nisi be your portion. 
in the marketplace and some people are invoking some altars over your customer i declare today that may jehovah the sea be over your business lift your hand and shout jehovah the sea oh hallelujah oh hallelujah in the new testament in john chapter 6 he is the bread of life he, he calls himself, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna and died. But whoever eats this bread will never die. So he is the bread of life. And, 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 and he says that without me, without him, every soul is hungry. Without soul, every soul will go destitute. And the bread of life, therefore, fortifies my soul and gives comfort to my spirit. He said, eat my blood, eat my flesh, and drink my blood. Drink my blood, and I will give you life. Oh, hallelujah. And the life he's given is a life that overcomes everything the enemy throws at me. The life he gives is a life that overcomes every temptation and every trial that my faith experiences. The life he gives make me as I walk through the, the, the as I walk through the day and as I walk through the noon and in the night, the life it gives me makes me lift up my head. I will not bow down my head in shame, but it makes me to lift up my head. For I will lift up my eyes onto the hill from whence cometh my help. So the life it gives is a life that makes you to lift up your head. If there is anyone here, the enemy is making you to bow down your head. I declare today that may Jesus, who is the bread of life, Cause your head to be lifted up. May your head be lifted up. May your family be lifted up. May your business be lifted up. And today I am excited because I am blessed because he has set the table, the bread, right here. So if my life is in sickness, he's going to give me a new life. If my life is being destroyed, today he is bringing me a new life. If my life is being challenged, he is bringing me a new life. If my head is being bowed down, he is causing my head to be lifted up. Touch your neighbor and say, let your head be lifted up. Come on, touch him and say, lift it up, lift it up, lift it up. Lift it up, lift it up, lift it up. The life he gives makes me live abundantly. He makes me live a life of abundance in the midst of all the trials and in the midst of all the tribulations that I encounter. The life he gives fortifies my life. So no matter what the enemy does, no matter what trials and temptations and tribulations that comes my way, he has given me abundant life. And every month he set a table before me. And as I come to the table, my strength is renewed like that of the eagle. The life he gives makes me live abundantly because he said, I... I came that you might have life and have it more abundant. So the life it gives making me live life abundant, abundant life, abundant marriage life, abundant children raising life, abundant parenting life, abundant financial life, abundant, abundant prayer life, abundant lives of righteousness, abundance on every side. In the PRWC, may this be your portion. May you live life abundance on every side. Come on, shout a big amen. So in John chapter 11, he allowed Lazarus to die. In John 11, because he has given a promise that I am the resurrection and the life. So in John 11, he allowed, he let Lazarus die. So that he could show him that he is the resurrection and he is the life. If you check from John chapter 1 to John chapter number 
10, you realize that he never mentioned anything about resurrection and the life. But when we came to John chapter 11, he allowed Lazarus, when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he said that his sickness is not meant to death. Allow me to focus and concentrate on the ministry. And then so four days after, they, he had news that Lazarus had died. And he said, don't worry, let's go and wake him up. He's asleep, let's go and wake him up. Your business is asleep. Tonight, today we are waking him up. If your, your family is asleep today, I am waking it up. As you come to the table, may the Lord wake it up. Your finances is not dead, it is asleep. And today the Lord is bringing you fresh life. I said, your relationship is not dead, it is just asleep. Your marriage is not dead, it is just asleep. Your work is not dead, your business is not dead, it is just asleep as the word of god is being released in power and as the church begin to pray and travail we command every business sleeping every stomach that is sleeping let life enter right now in the name of the lord jesus every stomach that is sleeping every conception that is delayed you are not barren but your stomach your womb is just asleep that saith the Lord. And so I know that as I live here, as I move out here, I am going with conception. I can take the last supper and the last supper will become a child in my womb. If my husband cannot make me pregnant, the blood can make me pregnant. If my husband cannot make me pregnant, the blood of Jesus is powerful. The blood is effective. The blood can make you conceive. I declare over every stomach that is asleep here that after this Lord's Supper, may you give birth to twins. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, shout, it is asleep. Come on, shout, that's the the Lord, it is asleep. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel like preaching now. I feel like preaching. So I'll finish the introduction. Let me now try to take. Let me just try to conclude. Let me just jump to the conclusion. You see, I have not touched on the test. I did the introduction. And let, let, let me just try to touch on the conclusion. And then the next time I will come to part two. So if God called those things that be not as though they exist, then I don't live in the present, but I live in the future. I don't live my life in the present now. I don't live my life in the past, but I live in the future. And because I live in the future, what I don't have today, I will not be worried because tomorrow I'm going to have it. Oh, hallelujah. If I don't live, I'm not a, 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 child, a person who lives in the past. I do not live in the present. That is why today is passing. Today is passing quickly. So that tomorrow your blessing, what you are expecting, will get to your doorsteps. Come on, shout, I believe it. What I don't have now, I will soon get. Oh, hallelujah. So if that is the situation, then I will never declare ever in my life that I don't have it. Now look at your friend and say, don't say, I don't have it. Come on, touch your neighbor and say, never say, I don't have it. Because you don't live in the present. But say, I don't have it yet. Because I live in the future. What I don't have now, I will have tomorrow. So I will never say that I don't have it. But I will say, I don't have it yet. 
So when I move out there and they begin to laugh at me because I have been married for five years and I don't have, I have never been pregnant, then they look at me and they laugh even in the church. They gossip about me and they say all sorts of things about me and they look at me with scanty eyes and they wage their hairs in desperation and in destitute and say that there is nothing good coming out of him or her. Her husband cannot make her pregnant. She is useless. There is nothing good. But I will look at them in the eyes and say, I am not pregnant yet. It's yet. I am not pregnant yet. Is your business doing well? My business is not doing well yet. Is your finances alright? My finances are not alright yet. I don't have, I'm, I'm, I'm not married yet. Because I live in the future. Lift your hand and shout a big amen. You, are, you, you, you have been married for 20 years. You don't have a land to show. You don't have a house to show. And people look at you in your family. And all your friends look at you and with some eyes. Because all your friends, they have their Porsche houses and Porsche cars. And so when they meet and they look at you and all the conversations are geared towards you. I have a promise. I have my faith. I am walking in grace. I have patience. My revelation of God in this has stepped into my situation. And so I am confident. I know. I have a prophetic word about who he is. What he has done. And what he can do. I have all this in my spirit. So when they look and then say all this kind of word. I will look at them and say I don't have a house yet. It is here that Paul said in 2 Corinthians 1. That all the promises of God. And I am concluding now. All the promises of God are yes. And they are amen. When God gives a promise, He never says no. Check the scripture. God has never said no. Any word of God that He has said, they are what? Yes. So Paul said that when it is yes, when God said that they are yes in Christ, in fact, they are only yes in Christ, not in Akolodi, not in any deity. But the promises of God, they are yes in Christ. Now, so if they are all yes in Christ, then it is only the one who is in Christ who can assess it. And so the Bible says that when they are yes in Christ, we have a responsibility. It continues. He said, and so the amen is spoken by us. When God said the promises are yes in Christ, the Bible said that they are So what I have to do, my responsibility, is to say what? Amen. amen. Come on, shout a big amen. amen. Come on, another one. Amen. Come on, say another big amen. amen. When God ever talks to you, He never says no. But yes. It has always been yes. My responsibility and your responsibility is to look at the promise and say what? Amen. If I don't have it today in the present, because I live, I control the future, then I can walk into the future and claim the promises of God. So before I even walk into the future, God wants me to say amen today so that tomorrow the promise shall be released. Can I get somebody to say a big amen? 
and all is amen and amens mean that let it be it's not just let it be but the transliteration from the hebrew say that jehovah is faithful so amen is more than let it be but the hebrew transliteration deals and takes it to the next level it says that god jehovah is faithful so the promises of god when i said amen that i am saying that the one who has given the promise in christ he is what faithful he is faithful come on let's write your feet in all with all humility my time is up and when i say amen there are three things in the last verse in in the in the 20th verse the b part that there are three things when i say amen then it brings glory can i get the scripture then it brings glory to god when i don't say amen then the glory is not given to god let's let's look at the scripture so he said to us so the amen is spoken by us to the glory of god so when i don't say amen then god is not glorified now the reason why some of you your promises and inheritance are delayed is that you have not learned to say amen oh hallelujah uh, so when i when they ask you are you married i will not say i have not i'm not married but i'll say i'm not married yet amen do you have a car i don't have a car yet amen when are you going to give bed have you taken a seat i have not taken a seat yet amen How is your business doing? My business is not doing well yet. Amen. Are you experiencing the presence of God? I have not experienced the presence of God yet. Amen. Is the school doing well? My school is not doing well yet. Amen. Are you married? I am not married yet. Now, once you say amen, you are saying that God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. Have you got your healing? It's your, how is your sickness? My sickness is not doing well yet. Amen. Now, the moment you begin to make the declarations, then you are affirming God that he is faithful who has promised. And God will step into the situation. And today, that is your portion now. I am talking to that sister. And you see, when it comes here, then my past does not come in. The law does not come in. Because before God gave the promise, He knew my past. Before He gave me the promise, He knew the past. Before Jesus came to die on in the world then he knew that mankind had already sinned so he knew the history he knew mankind 
but he came to die. So don't bring in my past. Because the fact that I failed last year doesn't mean that the same thing I have begun this year, I am going to fail. Yesterday it didn't work, but I live in the future. And so I know that if it didn't work today, tomorrow is going to work. Because Jehovah is faithful. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I want to take it to the next level, but I don't have time. It is here, then it is. And it shall be so. It is so, and it shall be so. So in the spirit, it is done. Because God lives in the spirit. So when he gave promise to Abraham, and when Abraham was walking and talking, and asking God, you have given me promise 25 years, 20 years, and I don't have a child, but any time I speak to you, you tell me that you are the father of many nations, you tell me that I was once Abraham, means exalted father. And you change my name to Abraham, meaning father of many nations. But I don't have a child to show. And God said, don't worry. I call those sins that be not as though they exist. Don't worry. I am God. I know what I'm doing. I want, to, I want your flesh to die. I want you not to be able to impregnate a woman. So I myself will impregnate your wife. So let your body die. Then I, the Lord, will show you that I am the healer. I am the good God. I am a faithful God. When I promise, I fulfill my promise. So when Abraham was talking, he said that, Abraham, go out in the night and count the stars in the sky. Abraham went and counted and said, God, I can't count. He said, yes, that is how your descendant shall be. So Abraham... So that is how your descendants shall be. Now today, Abraham is in paradise. And Abraham looks at his descendants and he said that God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. So he lives in paradise now. And he knows that. So I am talking to someone here. You have got to your wit's end. You are at a place that Abraham got to. Everything does not work. All people are looking at you. And they are chastising you because of your past. But the law does not come in. Because whatever the Lord does in scripture is to condemn. Whatever the Lord does is to destroy. The law does not have life. But the law condemns. The law judges. The law destroys. But grace gives life. Grace brings the promise. Grace activates your faith. Grace gives you life. Can I get somebody to give the Lord a shout in the house? I live in the spirit. And so if I don't have it today, I know that the law has already done it. As I move from today to tomorrow, I am only waiting for the promises of God. Can I get somebody to shout a big amen? Oh, come on somebody, give somebody a high five and shout a big amen. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Apostle Tony Mensah's podcast. We hope that the teachings and insights shared have been a blessing to you and have inspired you to draw closer to God as well as live out your purpose in life. Remember that the end times are upon us and it is more important now more than ever to be grounded in the word, connected to the spirit and actively engage in the work of the kingdom. As Apostle Tony Mensah has taught us, prayer is our greatest weapon and the Holy Spirit is our guide. We encourage you to take these teachings to
to heart and apply them in your daily life seeking god's wisdom and direction in all that you do if you have any questions or prayer requests please don't hesitate to reach out to us thank you once again for listening to apostle tony Mensah's podcast we look forward to sharing more powerful teachings with you in the future subscribe so you don't miss out on future messages may god bless you and keep you and may his spirit continue to lead you into all truths hallelujah amen and amen